Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. Wanted to hop on real quick before we get into today's episode and let everyone know that the next seven-day fasting lifestyle challenge registration link is live. You can go to the show notes, click the link for more details, or you can go to www.the fastingforlife.com forward slash live. Wanted to speak directly to you if you've been listening to the podcast, maybe you're new and just getting started, or maybe you've been fasting for a while and really trying to adopt that lifestyle and the scale just won't move beyond that two to four, three to five pounds each week, or maybe you feel like you've hit that dreaded weight loss plateau, or maybe the hunger, or as my wife likes to say, the hangriness has snuck up and bit you on the backside, and you just can't seem to get away from those cravings, or the consistency of your fasting schedule just isn't allowing you to get back on track if you've fallen by the wayside. This seven-day lifestyle challenge is exactly for you. It's coming up in the near future. Please don't miss out on this opportunity. We are super excited to be leveling up this experience and leaving that diet baggage behind, giving you the confidence and the habits to build that long-term weight loss and fasting lifestyle success. Go to the show notes. You can click the link or www.thefastingforlife.com forward slash live. We will hope to see you on the inside. And now to today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wider, and I'm here, as always, with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, Scott. How are you? Doing fantastic, my friend. Excited to continue the conversation today. Want to do a shout out. First and foremost, if you are a longtime listener, uh, just grateful that you're continuing to uh, adapt this fasting lifestyle and be on this fasting journey with yeah. us. If you are new to the fasting journey and new to us, or you just stumbled upon this podcast or a friend or family member or somebody shared it with you, we want to welcome you into the Fasting for Life family as well. If you want to hear more about Tommy and I's story, where we started, how we ended up here, and why we continue to bring you an episode every single week. Go ahead and go back and listen to episode zero and episode one. It's about 30 minutes, and it'll give you some insights into uh, why we do what we do. So, Tommy, with that being said, uh, today's conversation is, I think, going to be uh, eye-opening in that there's been a bunch of research over the last you know handful of years in regards to time-restricted uh, feeding or, mm-hmm. um, you know, fasting, intermittent fasting type, uh, studies and whether or not intermittent fasting is a beneficial way to lose weight, if it's sustainable mm-hmm. and all those different questions in between. And most of us start on our weight loss journey or come to fasting to lose weight, right? That's usually the starting point. Sure. So, yeah. The study we're going to go over today. And I think the big takeaway, you know, for us, even just going through it, we're like, wow, okay. This is a study that finally puts some of the pieces together or at least lends credence to some of the additional benefits of fasting when compared to, uh, you know, a low calorie type diet or caloric restriction. So 
Yeah. The study came out in 2018, and then this study was just released a few days ago, and it's the intermittent energy restriction ameliorates adipose tissue associated inflammation in adults with obesity. And it was a randomized control wow. trial. So quite the mouthful in the fact that they're going to be looking at intermittent energy restricting or IER versus continuous energy restriction, restriction, which is your typical low calorie diet. Okay. Yeah, sure. And then, um, and then what that does to actual inflammation in the body that's associated with the fat cells with our adipose tissue that we have in adults who are already obese. And so the, the, the cool thing here is I, I remember years back hearing about intermittent fasting going, well, if I'm already tracking everything, if I know my calories, I know my macronutrients, I know I'm in a calorie deficit, it shouldn't matter what time that those, those calories and those macronutrients come in, right? Like, like missing the piece to insulin, how that works in the body for fat storage and for all these other hormonal, you know, regulated processes within the body. But just, just ignoring that, that one fact, not understanding that there is a very big difference between bringing in my calories all throughout the day and all the numerous insulin spikes that come along with it versus restricting the, the time over which that happens, whether that's four hours or eight hours, um, whatever it might be, it's very different versus just a nonstop um, kind of grazing session where those calories could be coming in at any point, right? Yeah. So it was for me throughout the years, it was always, all right, what's my deficit? Calculate my deficit, hit that deficit daily, mm -hmm. exercise more, and the scale should move. And a lot of people will say, yeah. well, you must have not been in a deficit if it's not working. Insulin resistance is that, you know, that, that piece of the iceberg that's beneath the water. It's the hormonal, yeah. like you just said, the hormonal connections. And the coolest thing in this study, uh, one of the, the first takeaways was when you're comparing the energy, intermittent energy restriction. So that was three fasting days a week. And then the other days they had uh, food ad, ad libitum. So um, mm. just eat, right? And then yeah. on the continuous energy restriction, which is your low calorie diet, they were given their caloric restriction. And then at the end of 12 weeks, both groups had a reduction in insulin resistance. And insulin resistance is the gatekeeper to whether or not you burn energy or store energy as fat. So it's yeah. like the light switch. You got to flip it on to get into fat burning mode. And that's where we're going to talk about some of the metabolic benefits um, of what this study is, is lending the outcomes to. So there was improvement in insulin resistance or an increase in insulin sensitivity in both groups, but the mm -hmm. fasting group blew the, the calorie restriction group out of the water. Yeah, this was crazy because the best way to measure this or one of the, the best ways is, is looking at what's called HOMA IR. And the difference between those two groups, the intermittent restriction group was a minus 3.7 versus only a minus 1.6 on that continuous energy restriction. So you had about a 2.3 times greater effect within the intermittent fasting group on that reduction in insulin resistance. And that that's huge because that's what we need to start finding the balance points, to start bringing everything back into balance and to actually open up those like lower the gatekeeper to the actual fat burning versus the fat storage process and make more efficient use of those calories and start tapping into those long-term fat stores so we can get the scale 
moving in the right direction and get more balance going. One of the cool things about the beginning was at baseline, there were no differences between the groups in glucose, homeostasis, insulin sensitivity, cardiovascular lipid, uh, risk lipid markers, yeah. cholesterol, triglycerides, HDL, uh, plasma, adipokines, inflammatory markers, et cetera. So it was really a cool comparison you know, where we had much of the needle movers matched, right? Yeah. So I was like, okay, what is the true benefit in terms of insulin resistance? And to your point, a 2.3 uh, return. I mean, I will put, give me any any uh, index fund that gives me 2.3 times return <laughs> versus the standard one. And I want that yeah. one, okay? Like, right. I want to go, let's put my money into that retirement plan, right? So mm -hmm. I love that, that that was like, okay, great. We know, you and I know, all of y'all listeners who have put fasting into your life and have seen changes in your blood panel or your diabetes yeah. numbers or your pre-diabetes numbers or your energy levels or all this other stuff, and we're going to transition into the metabolic side here, you guys know that this works. Like you've seen it, you feel it. You but feel knowing, it, yeah. Because you can get a result with the low calorie method or the caloric restriction method. Mm -hmm. Fasting to us and the way we apply it in, in varying those fasting windows, just like this study did, right, with intake on one day and intake, you know, not on, on uh, you know, three days a week of having, you know, a 75 to hundred percent reduction. Yeah. You really are going to be able to stack the success in your favor because you're not just going to be getting more of an insulin resistance outcome, like improving that, which is huge when it comes to the dieting roller coaster, the regain train that I lost, you know, I was really hardcore mm -hmm. for 12 weeks and and I lost 20 pounds, but then, you know, life got back in the way and now I'm back yeah. up to 22 pounds. And right. that, then you garner up all this motivation to get started again and then you do it and then you can't mm. sustain it. Well, the fasting side of this really, you know, what they were implying here is that there are other much more important, I shouldn't say important, but deeper levels of than just weight loss when it comes to the metabolic health of the individual. Yeah. And that's what I really loved about this study is that there were a lot other benefits outside of the 2.3, which is already incredible, uh, yeah. time uh, improvement in insulin. Yeah, when you take a look at at all these different inflammatory markers that they were looking at, and you know sometimes inflammation can kind of get glossed over because it, it doesn't always mean something like if, if more details aren't given, but, but inflammatory cytokines, these different chemicals that are circulating within the body, I mean, these are markers for all of the like red flag processes, all of the the negative processes and the the vicious loops and vicious cycles that we can, you know, see ourselves into. And this includes things like tumor necrosis factor and all of these like just nasty chemical processes that that happen when things are going wrong within the body. And so to see differences between these two groups, this is huge because when calories matched, when weight loss matched, and with those other those other markers that that you mentioned, when when these are these are kept equal, but just restriction of the actual intake within within these these pockets of time like this, and then seeing that all of these different markers had come down substantially. This is where we get those differences where you know people are reporting to us that they're just feeling just incredibly different, like energies up pains down, pain medications are coming down, like like stuff that, that is blowing my mind. I didn't even really think was was going to be possible. I've been 
feeling like this for so long and now it's it's just different like these numbers start to put a, a fine point on on why we we see so many of those stories yeah and that's that when it comes to fat cells one of the things that gets glossed over was that fat is a metabolically active tissue that promotes yeah. inflammation yeah and for instance we just took crp which is not in this study but how that blocks your brain's ability to have insulin and leptin function properly mm-hmm. in your hunger food satiety cycle so no one listening should probably be like man yeah inflammation that's a good thing now in terms of like a short-term injury, <laughs> yeah. right? Then yes, you're going to promote inflammation. Your body's going to send out cholesterol. It's going to heal that area or that tissue. Yes. Yeah. But chronic low-level inflammation, like nobody, I mean, no. Like we know you don't that want that it. is not. Yeah. <laughs> hey, y'all, I wanted to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently. Um, and now they are a sponsor of our show. It's airdoctorpro.com. You can head to the website, use a promo code uh, fasting for life to receive up to $300 off. But most importantly, uh, my little guy, my two-year-old has not slept consistently through the night uh, since he was born. We have tried everything you can imagine. He is our third child. And we're just like, what is happening? So we have gone to great lengths, time, money, and effort to figure out um, how we can help him sleep. And uh, the reality is uh, we were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put the air doctor pro in his room. And I am not joking. When I tell you the first night that we put it in his room, he slept through the night, the second night slept through the night. Now we're up to 35 plus days that he has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times rather than two, three times a night, two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is uh, we had a feeling that it was something that we were missing And the indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days. In some cases, up to 100 times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors, and we take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution? An air purifier, a cut above the rest. I'm not going to lie. We have tried others. We've tried other HEPA filters. We've tried other air filters. We have spent the money, and they have not done the results that Air Doctor did in literally the first day that we put it in his room. They filter out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants. That includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. So I don't know what it was that was keeping them up, but it is now gone. So Air Doctor comes with a 30-day breathe easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com. Use promo code fasting for life to receive up to $300 off air purifiers. An exclusive listener um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code fasting for life. You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with. And if it wasn't for this incredible company and this the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the Fasting for Life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in. And now back to today's episode. Right. So <laughs> yeah. when you're looking at the, yeah, right, the, uh, the fat <laughs> component to this, you know, the studies show that you're in both groups, again, 
that you're gonna get a decrease in body fat, you're gonna get a decrease in fat-free mass, right? And all of those key components of, yes, you can get there two different ways. Mm -hmm. um, when equating for all of the metrics, then insulin resistance, you're gonna get a better improvement of your insulin sensitivity and a reduction in your insulin resistance, right? The gatekeeper to fat, fat yeah. burning. And then, you know, the fat cells themselves, it, this is the interesting thing is because you can have someone that has uh, more fat cells, but they're smaller in size yeah. versus someone who has less fat cells, but they're larger in size. Mm -hmm. And the person that has the larger hypertrophic fat cell is going to be producing more of that inflammatory cascade or these inflammatory cytokines. So mm. the bit more than the insulin takeaway here was the fact that these inflammatory markers are and there was, I mean, how many, I don't even remember, Tommy, there were 12, <laughs> I believe. Yeah, I think uh, so. Like you could just read them out and it's like it, IL, INFY, IL-1B, uh, IL-6, TNF, IL-33, right? And it just keeps going. Mm -hmm. um, the cool thing is, is that what they were talking about is the beneficial effects are probably mediated through changes in the metabolic health of the individual. So yeah. fat cell function, is it, in a, is it a hypertrophic fat cell that's, that's metabolically active? Or is it a fat cell that's smaller and not so metabolically active? So okay. the individuality of your journey here can be sped up regardless of what camp you're in by implementing the time restricted eating or, you know, that that the the food in smaller windows or or not on every day, right? Where you're not just yeah. raising consistently, yeah. you know. Hit your calorie deficit. Okay, well, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to have a protein bar and then I'm going to go work out. I'm going to have a shake and then I'm going to have breakfast. Then I'm going to have a snack. Then I'm going to have lunch. Then I'm going to have a snack. Yep. Then I'm going to have dinner. Then I'm going to have a snack. Wow. Well, you're stimulating insulin every single time, right? So yeah. other benefits here of the metabolic stuff, the metabolic benefits were including glucose to ketone metabolic switching, which is something that we hear uh, a lot about inside of our coaching group, inside of the challenges where it's like, should I be measuring ketones? What's my blood sugar? Like, where should it be? Mm -hmm. Well, you want to be getting into ketosis and fat burning as often as you can. Yeah, you absolutely do. And um, and, and it could be um, kind of a, a, a tricky thing where you don't know exactly where you are necessarily. But, you know, with with repetitions and getting into that 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 transition state right there and staying there while we can tap into some of those long-term fat stores like that's the sweet spot like that that's where you want to be but at first when we start fasting especially with high levels of insulin resistance with a lot of weight to lose it can take some time before you you know you you start to get yeah, comfortable your blood sugar readings doing don't that. like change overnight right if you do a longer fast and you suffer like you push yourself 24 30 hours yeah then yeah you're going to see your numbers come down but not necessarily the next morning if you go and test yeah. Because they're going to be elevated due to your circadian rhythm and you waking up for the day. So, yeah, yeah, that that give and take that push pull. Yes, you absolutely want to be getting into ketosis more often for sure. Yeah, I, I thought that. But it, it's it's so cool because, you know, that's that's like a muscle in and of itself, that glucose to ketone metabolic switching. You know, because if you've been living in like the caloric restriction or the insulin resistance or the I've been gaining weight slowly for years and years and years, you you haven't been flexing those metabolic muscles for ketosis very often. And so you're not as efficient as pro at producing the enzymes required 
to make that metabolic switch. So with with time and with reps and with consistency, it it gets it gets more and more and more efficient. So it can take some time to kind of push past that. But th this is the cool thing that even if we're starting here and we we understand, okay, I need a calor a calorie deficit but it's been spanned out across the day. Now, if I can start compartmentalizing that deliberately, then I start to get better and better and better results. And then I can, you know, kind of keep pushing from there to the next level if I need more balance, more weight loss, and, you know, and, and further healing within the body. Yeah, the couple other, I mean, I just love it because they just keep going, like increase yeah. lipolysis and ketogenesis. So more ketones, more breakdown of fat. Bingo, yes. bingo, bongo. Yes, please. Thank yes, you. I want that. Um, in, enhanced mitochondrial biogenesis. So literally the increased Ooh. growth of mitochondria to become more energy efficient, which then allows your um, skeletal muscle to absorb more glucose more rapidly, which is insulin sensitivity, yeah. which is getting the burning process going. And then this, you know, one of the other benefits is the cellular resistance to metabolic stress. Yeah. Which is, you know, we want to make sure that our body is getting enough nutrients, getting enough uh, ample, you know, opportunity during our feeding window, mm -hmm. focusing on better foods. Right. Because you can't people can say, well, I, if you fast, you can just eat whatever you want. And to a certain degree, there's a little bit of truth in that. But yeah. like, let's see how long that's sustainable for you. Yeah. Let's just that's my question to anytime I hear that is like, is that sustainable? When is that? Yeah. When is that going to stop or slow down? So this, the the improvements in you know all of the me those metabolic pathways, as well as the fact that inflammation is a direct risk factor for cardiometabolic disease. Yeah. So the heart diseases, the strokes, the you know one of the biggest lifestyle induced things that we deal with here in the U.S. is the the health of our cardiac system and mm. decreasing that inflammation. You know, we hear from people, yeah, my blood pressure is down. I'm off my cholesterol meds. You know, I'm not in pain anymore. I've been able to come off my painkiller medication. I don't have to take aspirin every day. I don't have headaches anymore. Like my gut is doing better. Like it, the, the mm -hmm. laundry list of things that's related to that inflammation and more importantly, decreasing that chance of, you know, cardiometabolic disease or, or metabolic disease in itself is why, you know, you and I have just, you know, we've turned this into the lifestyle and that's why it's become sustainable. And, you know, fasting is easy. Excuse me. Fasting is simple. <laughs> yeah. It's very simple. Like just stop eating, but it's sure. not necessarily easy sometimes, <laughs> especially if you're trying to wade through all of the information that's out there. And that's why we have the community yeah. group that we formed. And it's a group of like-minded fasting for life lifers, right? Like the lifestyle yeah. of fasting um, so we want to, uh, especially for all the new folk out there that are new to the podcast, please come in, check it out. You can click the link in the show notes and just come into a group that is going to be supportive of your fasting journey. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, sometimes the tough part is merging the realities between what I'm used to doing or what I'm doing right now versus the things I just heard, like in this episode or or anything else that we talk about, like, how do I get from point A to point B? How do I implement these things? So start small, you know, take a bite sized chunk and, you know, just set set your first timer. It doesn't have to be for anything crazy. Start, maybe start with a, a 16 hour fast and an, and an eight hour nutrition window if you're used to not if you're not used to fasting at all. And then come into the group, 
you know, post some questions in there, keep the conversation going. And then, you know, we can kind of strategize for how to get to the next level, how to keep pushing it and keep seeing better and better results. So it's, it's really cool, um, supportive group. I really like it. Yeah. So for instance, I'm, I'm, you know, when we first started fasting, I've been a part of pretty much every major fasting group and app and program out there as we were were navigating, (laughs) learning and figuring it out. Right. Yeah. We started creating some of the own programs and coaching and all that kind of stuff. And some of those fasting groups, it's like, it's worse than the Google machine. You're like, well, wait a minute, what breaks a fast? What doesn't break a fast? Should I do this? Should I do that? Does this help? Yeah. Does that help? Well, is it calories or is it hormones or is it both? Mm-hmm. Ah, and your head starts to spin. So the cool thing is, is that this group is smaller. It's 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 moderated by us and our moderators. It's all yeah. around the fasting for life lifestyle. We do not discriminate. We love all fasting types, all lifestyle types. You want to <laughs> eat pe- uh, pescatarian, vegan, vegetarian, high protein, low carb, doesn't matter. Fasting can apply to all. Yeah. The cool thing is, Click the link in the show notes, request access to the group, and then we're going to send you a 20-minute video series or a mini masterclass on how to put intermittent fasting and one meal a day fasting into your day-to-day life. So if it's been a while since you've engaged with us um, or if you are new to the podcast, it applies to both groups, click the link, come join us, continue the conversation, get the free mini masterclass bonus video series yeah Uh, tommy as always uh, appreciate the conversation sir and uh, we'll talk soon cool thank you bye so you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering where do i start head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life while you're there download your free fast start guide to get started today don't forget to subscribe on itunes spotify or wherever you get your podcasts Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life.